0: Hello and welcome to the Minimum Competence episode for Friday, February 24th, 2023. I'm your host for today, Andrew Leahy, a tax and technology attorney from New Jersey. In today's episode, we have the EPA stepping in in the Ohio train wreck, Alex Jones having guns in crypto, ESG in investing, Sidney Powell wriggling free from an ethics inquiry, and Alex Murdaugh entering his second day of cross-examination. Let's finish out the week strong with today's legal stories. The EPA is using one of its strongest legal authorities to oversee the cleanup of the Norfolk Southern Corp Freight Rain Derailment in Ohio. The agency's 77-page order requires the company to clean up contaminated soil and water, participate in public meetings, and develop a comprehensive work plan for the EPA's review and approval. The order, which took effect on Thursday, involves the Comprehensive Environmental Response, Compensation, and Liability Act, or CERCLA, which enables potential fines of up to $67,544 for each day the company willfully violates or refuses to comply. The company could be liable for punitive damages of up to three times the EPA's cost if it does not comply with the order. The EPA's order may be useful for lawsuits seeking to make the company liable for health issues resulting from the derailment. The order will proceed under the EPA's direction, with other jurisdictions only having input, such as Ohio's EPA and local governments. The rail company is already facing several class action lawsuits, including one filed on behalf of East Palestine residents and businesses over cancer risks and other potential health impacts. Alex Jones, a far-right conspiracy theorist, has disclosed that he owns 47 firearms and donated about $7.8 million worth of cryptocurrency to his businesses during a meeting with creditors involved in his bankruptcy. He also admitted to owning several Rolex watches and a bag of silver coins. Jones' bankruptcy has protected him from creditor collection efforts and other court proceedings, but he's required to disclose all of his assets and business activities. Last week, Jones disclosed that he has been holding firearms for people who participated in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. The Department of Justice's bankruptcy watchdog, the U.S. trustee, and others used the meeting to question Jones about personal financial statements he filed last week. Jones and his advisors plan to make several amendments and fix any mistakes to his disclosures, and they have been hunting for an appraiser to assist them. The bankruptcy protects Jones temporarily against roughly $1.4 billion in defamation judgments that he and his company, InfoWars parent Free Speech Systems LLC, have been found financially liable for spreading falsehoods about the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting that killed 20 children and six school staffers. House Republicans are expected to vote on a resolution next week that would prevent the U.S. Labor Department from enforcing its Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance Retirement Investing Rule. The rule allows decision makers of retirement plans to consider ESG investment criteria if they are in the best financial interests of planned participants. On the other hand, House Democrats have introduced a bill that would allow retirement plans to consider socially conscious investment factors. This bill, called the Freedom to Invest in a Sustainable Future Act, would permit ESG options to be default investments and prohibit regulators from adding additional green investing justifications or documentation requirements to retirement plans. If the Republican-led resolution receives congressional approval, it would be the first veto of President Joe Biden's administration. Regulatory uncertainty has led to congressional action on the issue, as lawmakers issue competing legislation on the ESG rule and the Labor Department faces legal pressure in two separate federal courts to halt it. A Texas judge dismissed the disciplinary action brought by the State Bar of Texas's Commission for Lawyer Discipline against attorney Sidney Powell, who was accused of violating legal ethics rules with her work on former President Donald Trump's election reversal gambits. The judge said that the commission had not met its burden of proving that Powell had run afoul of Texas' attorney code of conduct and also criticized the commission for not properly labeling its exhibits in its filing. The disciplinary proceeding for the ex-Trump attorney unfolded in state court in Texas where she is licensed after a March 1st petition from the Texas Bar's disciplinary commission asked the court to find her in violation of the professional code for attorneys in the state. We may yet hear more about this as it is possible the dismissal order may be appealed. Alex Murdaugh, a disgraced former lawyer, is expected to face a second day of cross-examination in a South Carolina courtroom on Friday after denying killing his wife and son. He has pled not guilty to two counts of murder and two weapons charges related to the fatal shootings of Margaret, Maggie Murdoch and Paul Murdoch. Murdoch has admitted to stealing funds from his law firm and clients, and he confessed on Thursday to previously lying about his whereabouts on the day his wife and son were killed. He said he lied due to his addiction to opiate painkillers. Murdoch also acknowledged his voice could be heard in the background of a video his son recorded shortly before their deaths. Prosecutors allege Murdoch killed his family to avoid his financial misconduct being exposed. The defense has pointed to a mishandled police investigation and described Murdaugh as a troubled but loving father and husband. Cross-examination resumed at 9.30 a.m. today. Thank you so much for listening to Minimum Competence, your daily news podcast for lawyers. If you're looking for more than Minimum Competence, links to further reading on all the topics touched on today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or story suggestions, find us on Mastodon on the esq.social instance. i I'm at Andrew, and my co-host Gina is at Gina. And reviews go a long way towards helping new listeners to find our show. If you have a moment and can leave a rating or review on your podcast player, we'd sure appreciate it. And if you know someone that might be interested in a story we cover, consider sending them the episode. Minimum Competence is part of the ESQcast network of podcasts and streams on esqstream.com. We'll see you back here on Monday, and until then, remember, to each according to his minimum, and from each according to his competence.